There are travelers in this land who move at time's command. Their eyes are filled with all eternity. Let them glimpse your heart, that's where the healing starts. Mountain gypsies are the remedy. Mountain gypsies sure to set you free. Hey everybody and welcome to Mountain Gypsies. This is Kat Young, your illustrious leader, and I'm here with my beautiful daughter Tess Hughes. Say hello, Tess. Hello, Tess. Wait, wait a minute. You're not Tess. Who are you? This is my gorgeous son, Chaz. How you doing tonight, Chaz? I'm good. Chaz is up here mowing my yard because he has a mowing business and um, you don't look like Tess much anymore. They did when they were little, but not much. What have you been up to today? Just mowing. <laughs> mowing and delivering beer. Mm -hmm. Did you deliver beer today? Yep. Yep. He also does, he's a beer delivery, deliverer, mows yards, and he is a, uh, got a degree in criminal justice and works as a police officer here and there. So he does a little bit, he never sits still, ever, because moths don't grow on a rolling stone, does it? Mm -hmm. He's He's shy. He's really handsome. He told me he's got salt in his eye from sweat. <laughs> potato chip he was telling me a story tonight um that i would i'm gonna make a show out of it made me laugh so hard about a pig can you tell me that story chaz come on chaz tell the story it, it made me laugh so hard <clears throat> wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute we got a little bit of fresca going on here okay so tell me the story drove by a pig farm and there was a pig it just laid out on the ground and about 10 to 20 vultures surrounded it and, and getting closer to it. And I thought, oh man, that pig's dead. So I went to work and I was on my way back. And I was almost stopped by until this pig farmer that he's got a dead pig and there's vultures probably <laughs> shredded it by now. There's pig, there's vultures like on the fence there and everything. There's vultures like right beside it, like, like touching it. And so I figured I'd stop by and tell him so I could clean it up and get rid of the vultures. And I drove back through. The vultures were still in the same area, but the pig was now in the barn. He was just asleep. And the <laughs> vultures thought he was dead, but he wasn't just taking a nap. And you were thinking to yourself, <laughs> that pig, <laughs> when he got pegged. I just, I just pictured the pig laying there and then sleeping. And all of a sudden he got pecked by a vulture's beak and just like gets up. <laughs> and I started, I said, there's a story there. If your your life is so dead that you're being surrounded by vultures <laughs> and they start pecking at you and I thought there's this is a spiritual lesson in here somewhere this, there's a there's a good spiritual lesson here that if your life is so mundane and your life is so dead that you can be surrounded by vultures that think you're dead that they peck on you <laughs> and you're stinking like a pig you might want to get up and reevaluate your life but anyway, that was my beautiful son, Chaz, and we'll be back shortly with Tess. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, say hello to my beautiful daughter, Tess Hughes. Hello, Tess Hughes. You're trying to give my drink away. I was just trying to give it to Chaz. Bye, Chaz. Love you. Bye. So again, say hello, Tess Hughes. Hello, Tess Hughes. Did you already say that? Yes. Well, I said it earlier, and the next thing I know, there was a male voice beside of me. I believe your perception was off. My perception was wrong. I perceived that you were going to be sitting next to me mm -hmm. saying, hello, Tess Hughes, but it wasn't you. I was wrong. <gasps> we have that. Let's hope that we just keep this recording for a long time. <laughs> I was wrong. I, I had just, in my mind had just this perception that you were going to be sitting next to me and you were going to say that it was you and it was a male voice and I had to reevaluate my thinking. What, what on earth? It was, it was really odd to do that. Mind boggling. Mind boggling. So welcome ladies and gentlemen to our show. And uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight is perception. Yeah. And there's all forms of perception. You can be, have a spiritual perception, you can have body perception, you can have social perception. Mainly what we're going to be talking about tonight is self-perception, social perception, body perception. Woohoo! So, um, 
before we get into the topic, Crap okay. Guys, how yes. was your week? <sighs> What's today? Wednesday from Wednesdays when we do this. Week. Okay, my week. What did I do this weekend? Oh, Mother's Day. I had a wonderful Mother's Day. I got some beautiful presents. My rhododendrons are, I can't even explain. If y'all get a chance to go to my Facebook, which says Kathy Young, and, and it's got cat in parentheses, because um, everybody calls me cat, Young. You look at my beautiful uh, rhododendrons. I've never seen anything like it. They are full from underneath, through and through. I've, I've never seen anything like it. They go above my roof. They're just beautiful. It's like God gave me a present. He's like, here, you know, if the world's going to be mean to you, I'm going to bless you with the most beautiful bouquets ever. And that's what I feel like. I feel and like block your windows. <laughs> I feel like that God has given me two beautiful bouquets of flowers just for me. And then my children gave me wonderful gifts. Uh, just my children alone are wonderful gifts for me. And I, I just love them so much. And I cherish them. As Tess sits here and looks at me with bug eyes, she's being silly. She knows I cherish that. I just want a hug from every one of my family members. You'll, you'll get one. And uh, my <laughs> grandchildren, I just cherish my time with them. My friends uh, and gypsies, Carolyn uh, and Charlie, Charlie are in, which she's the the Southern gypsy, and he's the Mormon uh, gypsy. And war man. War man. Not I say Mormon. Mormon. My grandmother couldn't say woman. She called them Mormons. But they're in, and we've been. Uh, she's been getting her teaching certificate in Reiki, and she's been teaching some youngins. Um, and what? And part of that's what brought me to this perception class tonight. And 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 plus some of the ways that ways that we have been treated, you know. And and uh, you know, I, let's say a prayer tonight. The dogs don't go wild because I didn't put them up before we started the show. But we've got a lot going on. Uh, a lot. The gypsies are coming in together. They're gathering. They're gathering. I'm not going to tell you guys when, but they're gathering soon. A bunch of them are for something special that's going to. There's make a lot a, of cool stuff going on. Going to make a huge change when these gypsies gather together. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I want to also tell you guys before we get any further that this show is sponsored by uh, Phenomenology. Phenomenology. And uh, that is going to be happening in March and on my birthday, March 27th is my birthday. 2020. That, 20, 2020. And so you guys come out to that. Again, this show is sponsored by Phenomenology. Did you like that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but, but, but right now, let's talk about what we're going to be doing this week, the end of this month. We're going to be at... Pennsylvania Bigfoot Camping Expedition. I know. It's exciting. I Eric Altman. Wait. Oh, my gosh. We it's a beautiful so, campground. It actually feels like, as weird as it is, we drive and drive and drive, but it feels like we're, we're right home. here. Yeah. I know. So, if you're going to be <coughs> in Pennsylvania, go to our Facebook, uh, Kathy Young or Tessera Lee Hughes or Mountain Gypsies, and check it out. You Or you can go to gypsystones.com, and we should have some information on there, and you can check out this uh, podcast there as well. And um, you can get the information about um, yes. where we're going to be. We're going to be there. Um, but one, one thing I really want to tell you guys about is we're having a, an event in Roan Mountain, Tennessee, here at our home, uh, July 5th, 6th, and 7th. And there are only there's not that many tickets left. We only sell 100 tickets. And that's because we want to keep it personal. We want to keep it close intimate really. intimate really so we've got carmen reed the original mother from the haunting in connecticut she th that's who they wrote the movie about that's who they write the stories about she is the mother from uh haunting in connecticut and uh she's going to be here we've got oh my goodness we've got um crazy wolf who is going to be talking about uh, the appalachian trail and he'll be talking about a lot we just recently had a murder on the appalachian trail here yeah. Um, he's going to be talking about all that stuff. He, uh, we're going to have um, uh, Caleb uh, is going to be here. He's going to be uh, he talks about herbs. He goes out and he he's going to he'll tell you all about the different herbs. We got people talking about stones. We got people talking about ghost hunting. We got authors here. Greg Faketic is an author who's going to be here. We have uh, Julia Weingard, who is our youngest speaker, who is seventeen. And she's going to be talking about her journey to the light and how to help you on your journey to the light. We got Dana Weingart, her mother, who's going to be here speaking about uh, 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 being demon possessed at, at Disney World. And I mean, some of this stuff is just bizarre and wild and wacky and phenomenal. And it will blow your mind. We're going to have 
healers. We're going to have photographers, all kinds of vendors and food and everything's included in your ticket, even the parties and the food that's catered in. So check us out. Go to gypsystones.com, get your ticket, get your rooms. Don't delay. If you were planning on coming, now's the time. Yes. Okay, so Tess, tell me, how was your week? Really great. I got to see Endgame twice, the new Avengers movie. Did you cry? Both times, yes. I've never seen any of them, have I? Yes, you have. Okay. Yeah, we Did actually, I like them? Yeah. Oh. Some, Doctor Strange is... <gasps> oh, I love Doctor Strange. Yeah, and it's, he, it's very... He's got a huge role. In the so do I, Infinity. but I've been going to the gym. No, Infinity War and an Endgame oh. is a very big part. Oh. Oh, it's all about perception, you see. A role could be something you eat, or it could be something that hangs over your pants, or it could be a part you play. Exactly. Or it could be, you know, a role could be something you do on the ground. Yeah. So it's just according to what, you know, when you say role, you have to be kind of specific, right? Especially in an all honesty with the English language, uh-huh. you have to be very specific. I was actually in a conversation this week with someone we were talking about French. I uh, have a masculine and a feminine tone. Right. And, and Spanish does as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, something I said something to my boyfriend, uh-huh. and I said it very just matter of fact and blunt. And I didn't mean it bad. I just said it as if it was the definition. And he said, well, what do you mean by that? And I went, exactly what I said. I said, the difference is if we spoke a different language, you would hear the different tones and pitches in my voice with the way – a female would say it as opposed to a male. Uh huh. And he said, I agree. He said, I guess it's just hard to kind of get that because the English language is just flat. Uh huh. And there's no right. It's hard to. And understand. because of that, perceptions can be off. Well, and also perception is the perception is really hard to explain. And I'll and I'll tell you why. Perception is has to do with our environment and what uh-huh. we're told. If we're to, I, I, what made me think of this, this one particular example I'm going to use when I can remember being in first grade again, my, we grew up in the country. They didn't have kindergarten or Head Start, And I remember in class and the, the teacher sitting there and she was showing us, this is a triangle. This is a square. This is a circle. Okay. And I remember what I remember about that circle is, was it was orange. And she said, this is the color orange. This is an orange circle. And that stuck in my head. And, and as a kid, I thought, well, what if it was, what if what they told us that was purple? Would we believe it was purple? And I was just a little kid and that's always stuck with me. And it is true. We perceive orange to be orange because we're told it's orange. If we'd been told all of our life that that circle was a square and that color was purple, we would have believed that is purple and that is a square. But our perception is what we're told. And, and we're going to take that a step further. If we see someone who is dirty, their clothes are torn, and their hair is matted, and we've been told our whole life, this is a homeless person, or this is a beggar, then we immediately are, are, people say, I see that, so I believe it. No, you see it, and then your eyes are just windows of information that take it back to the brain, that takes it to all these memories and all these things that are taught to us and then the brain tells us what that 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 image we've been taught is and so we've been taught that that is a homeless person a beggar a hobo whatever your parents taught you or someone taught you and then then all of a sudden the stigma that it was we were taught about that person connects to that that is the perception that we get because yeah. then it goes do 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 homeless person smelly person dangerous person they're poor. They have no education. And we go through and, and you can say, oh, I don't believe that. Well, then you're not telling the truth because that is the majority of how people were taught. If we see someone with a suit and a tie and they have on uh, nice shoes and they hair in a briefcase and they're on the phone, their hair is very uh, manicured, their hands are, and they're walking into a bank. We think businessman, banker, money, probably has a nice car because this is what we were told. This is what the the um, perception of everything that those people are connect with. And our mind goes to those card catalogs in our mind and it pulls it out and it sticks it to it. These are all the perceptions that we've been taught about people. Mm-hmm. But what if, what if that had been reversed? What if you grew up in a world where you were told that the 
dirty guy, the raggedy guy, was the banker. And the other guy was the beggar. What if your whole life you had been told that? You see, it's your perception is what you were taught. So therefore you believe that. Are you following me? Absolutely. Are you guys following me out there? <clears throat> you got yeah. you got to dig a little bit deeper here. So everything that we see with our eyes and then it goes back and we compute is perception and we can with that perception destroy ourselves and we can destroy the lives around us because when you see you then you automatically put people in good categories bad categories or in different categories. And there's mm -hmm. probably more, but we're working with those three tonight. Yeah. And so when you put people in those categories and under those categories of good, bad, and indifferent, you have subcategories like trashy or, or slutty or uh, witchy or demonic or evil or you with, and you do that without knowing the person. And people will say, well, that's just the way I am. Well, then you're, you, you need to change that. You need to change it because what, along with that perception comes gossip, comes hate, comes ignorance, and comes hurt. Because you allow your mind to be programmed to believe a certain thing, you bring along with that a lot of garbage, Okay. That's not to say that we are, we see a dangerous situation. We don't step into it because of, we've been taught perception. That's just saying that you don't always, when they say don't judge a book by its cover, we see so much of that now. Recently, as of today, I was told about someone in my town who is a Sunday school teacher in a, in a major church. And the, this, this lady, uh, well, I'll tell you, it's a good friend of mine, Terry Hughes. Mm -hmm. Y'all hear us talk about her all the time. She's the, she's the gypsy farmer around here. And she came to me and she, she's born, bred and raised in this town. And she came to me and she told me about a Sunday school teacher that I really like, and they really like me. And we have a lot of conversation. This person's taken the time to get to know me and and hear and they've heard me talk about my beliefs in uh, the Father and and Christ and and what I believe and 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 all the connections and and I know my scriptures of the ancient and and uh, they know that I really stand firm on how I believe and they respect that. They also know that so many people in the town where I'm from judge me simply because of rumors or because they don't understand what I do or, or don't take the time to understand or to listen. They just want to listen to the rumors that I'm a witch or I do dark magic and or things of that nature. So she told me that this, and it's a man. Uh, and so she told me that this man has a Sunday school class. And she said, do you know that he spoke about you in his Sunday school class? And my heart sunk a little bit because I thought, oh no, someone else that I thought was my friend is going to talk about. And when me. you told me this, that was the same thing. Tess I had said. the same reaction. And she said, what he did was he did. He she said, he told me he did not use your name. She said, but everybody knew who he was talking about. And she said, he defended you. And he spoke about how people in this town were pretending to be these good, godly Christian people. Mm -hmm. And yet they were judging with hate and gossip and their perception of you and the work that you do was wrong. And it was just because they had been trained to believe that and not stepped out of the box to find out the truth. Yeah. And I thought that is really bizarre that she was telling me that considering we'd already chosen to speak about perception. Sometimes these are confirmations on we're talking about the right thing. And in so many times in my life, I've done it. We've all done it, but we have to work to break these molds, not to perceive people in, in the way that we have been trained to perceive them. Some of the nicest people in my life have been people that others would think were evil or dark or Absolutely. whatever. Now, but I took the time to get to know these people and to understand that it wasn't that they were evil or dark, but they were misled. And then once I found out that they were misled and we had time to talk and discover the truth, 
sometimes they just needed a little more information. And then once they had the information, it wasn't hard for them to walk out of the darkness that they supposedly were walking in or it, or us come to an understanding that we agree to disagree and have a, a respect for each other. But you can have common ground with the, with humans that God created without judgment, without hatred, without uh, uh, trying to destroy their lives. Yeah. What really brought me to this today is that um, there was there was these people that we younger people we were teaching Reiki one to, and one person is not allowed to come back to the class because their parents' friend perceived us to be evil, I assume, is the only thing we can come to the assumption. It was what we had come to the assumption. And it was really sad because this was a very gifted young person. And it, it's really heart heartbreaking. So, and I know that the person, this child is, is not a child, this almost adult's heartbroken over it. And so, the person that started the rumble has never met us. And of course their perception of what Reiki is because they, they are too ignorant to do any real investigation to find out what it is. And, and they're too ignorant to actually find out who we really are, even speak to us. Um, it is, is, is wrong. Their perception is wrong. They're just going by what they've been taught and they never want to step out of that. And it's unfortunate because the, this person that was taking the classes did want to grow and they had actually posted a very ugly thing on a Facebook page that they thought we would never see. It wasn't actually about us, but then upon further investigation, we realized that what they had posted wasn't even about us, but this person is so ugly in their heart. They posted about this young man's girlfriend, we believe. It's just heartbreaking really. And it basically called her in a roundabout way, a slut. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was, I mean, it was beating around the bush, but basically called her a slut and nothing could be further from the truth. This girl, young girl is very timid, very sweet, very loving, but because her mother had abandoned her and was on drugs and had done all this and had, had, had a terrible things in life. And, and she was, this young girl has been raised by her grandmother. This hideous person chose to perceive that this young girl is that way too and made an ugly remark about her. And I thought, oh my God, this never ends. These dark hearted people are, are their perception is, is destroying people's lives. They've tried to destroy my life. I've seen it destroy others, people's lives. They've tried to destroy my children's life. They're, and yet they reach out and destroy everybody's life. And then I looked at, I looked up this woman that is saying ugly stuff just because she's miserable. And I looked at her closely and some people say I'm gifted. And then I realized when I looked at her, her perception of her own self is distorted. Yeah. She has so much hatred for herself that she has a distorted perception of herself and a hatred that's almost obsessive. And there's actually a disease for that. What's it called, Tess? Do you remember the name of it? Dys oh, um, dysmorphia. Dysmorphia. Yeah. And that there's a disease called dysmorphia where you have such a, a, dis a, 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 dis a warped perception of yourself that you will actually look in a mirror and you'll see a hideous monster. Now, I'm not so sure this lady was wrong. I think that when she looked in the mirror, yeah, she probably did see what she really was. Yeah. But because her spirit and her heart was so dark. <coughs> yeah. Because we've seen that before. <coughs> you know, and it? that's the thing. You being, growing up gifted uh -huh. and being able to use our gifts and being trained in the gifts is totally different than just somebody growing up being gifted. So you owning a beauty salon, uh -huh. we really got to see all sides of people. We got to learn from an early age, not just because it was impressed upon us, not to judge a book by its color, cover, not color, but cover. cover yeah. But also how people see themselves right. and how it is so altered from what is true. I'm <clears throat> sorry. One of your clients uh -huh. years ago uh -huh. um, was talking, came in and saw you. I had a wonderful relationship with this person. I thought they were a wonderful person, had a great heart and everything. I'd heard that they had a very dark heart to them, but I could never see it. 
the very first time I accidentally stood behind this person in the chair when they were getting their hair cut. So it was like I was looking at what they look at in the what mirror. What they saw. Right. Yeah. I shuddered because it was terrifying. Right. Because what they saw, I saw for the first time. And it was it was the monster that lived with inside their heart. And I realized from that moment on, it not only changed my relationship with that person, but it changed my life and my perspective, my perception, perception on people in general. Right. Because I knew how then how I looked at myself and thought, this is not who I am. Right. Or what people see. Um, and, and it really, well, mess with you. so it, true. So what, but we can see when, when my son and I were talking about this before we got here, everyone's perception of you and of yourself is completely different. Um, what Tess saw. And when I, like she said, when I would do hair, I would have the most beautiful woman sitting in my chair, but sometimes standing behind her looking in the mirror, I would see the most hideous woman looking back at me because of the darkness that lived within them. Yeah. And sometimes I would have someone that the world may not consider the most beautiful. And then I would have looking back at me, one of yeah. the most angelic looking women ever. That's not to say for those who have this disease called dysmorphia, that what they see in the mirror is a demonic or whatever. But we are saying that some people will see the evil dysmorphia is a mental disorder mm -hmm. that or or a demonic interference sometimes I agree with that. that will cause you to see not be able to see the beauty that god has created within you and it can cause a, an obsessive disorder when i looked it up it says there's no cure for it i disagree i disagree i believe that you get on our tables you get with one of the gypsies we if it is a demonic interference that we can help remove that if it yeah. is a mental disorder I, I do believe that medication <laughs> can help in with that with the obsession. Yeah. I do believe there's two different reasons to cause that. But what we perceive ourselves to be is never what everybody else perceives. Here, and this is the truth. People tell me I'm very intimidating. People tell me that sometimes I'm overbearing and loud and I never shut up. I don't perceive myself that way. When people are intimidated or afraid of me and men are extremely intimidated by me, I'm always thinking, why? I'm the sweetest, most loving, caring person ever. And I um, I talk a lot because I'm very curious and I care about people. Um, so it, my perception of me is never what other, pe what I, what other people think. And sometimes I see myself a lot smaller than I actually am. Like when I get to see a picture of me, I'm always shocked at how big my chest is. Even though people are always talking about how top heavy I am, when I actually see a picture, I'm like, holy crap. I think that's just because you can see from here up. <laughs> like when you look down, that's all you can see. From yeah. Here up, so. I mean, so my, but, but it's, it's a yeah. perception. Mm -hmm. And then when you see a picture, it's like, oh my gosh, I never mm -hmm. realized. And you forget about it because you're with yeah. yourself all the time. And, and so, we see people with anorexia that they that's dysmorphia where they see yeah. themselves as huge and, and they really do see themselves that way. In reality, they're killing themselves. Yeah. Chaz, right, yeah. my brother, right before he left, right before we started and everything, he said, Oh, what are you talking about? And we told him and he was like, Oh, this is going to blow your mind. Blah, blah, blah. He left. He sent us what it was he was talking about. I'm so sorry. I have a tick on my throat. <clears throat> the different version of you exists in the minds of everyone who knows you. I read a book that blew my mind. The main character goes crazy because he realizes no one really knows him. This girl, or the, sorry, the gist is that the person you think of as yourself exists only to you. And even you don't really know who that is. Every person you meet, have a relationship with, or make eye contact with on the street with, it creates a version of you in their heads. You're not the same to your mom, to your dad, to your siblings, and to your co that you are to your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends. There are thousands of different versions of yourself out there in a person's mind. A you exists in each version, and yet your you yourself isn't really a someone at all. Wow. And I was like, thanks. I take this. I was doing a text and I said, thanks. I'm like in a whole nother alter, alter world, universe right. fight club thing. So when we're going to take a short break <clears throat> and when we come back, we're going to talk about finding the real you Woohoo! because I disagree with that. I think I that too. you can find who the real you is, are, yeah. was, am here, am 
Mm-hmm. All right. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, so we want to we want to talk just a few more minutes about some of the uh, perceptions and, and yeah. different things, but and then we're going to kind of round it out with maybe some ways to overcome this and help you out. But one of the things that Tess and I were talking about is the syndrome called Alice in Wonderland, Wonderland syndrome. And tell us a little bit about that, Tess. It's very fascinating to me. It always has been because it can be brought on by absolutely nothing. In some people's eyes, uh-huh. but trauma in that person's eyes. So it's whatever, like you could, I could touch your forehead and that could be enough trauma for you to be considered a head injury. Yeah. And that could bring it on. Or like, you know, when you were little and that the beam fell. Right. Uh-huh. And that that's literally trauma. Right. But that can bring it on or trauma in your life, parents separating, things like that, divorcing, moving, changing schools. To physical attacks, physical attacks, all kind of things, right. or somebody taking your toy. Uh-huh. So it's whatever that person's perception of trauma is to them. And right. that to me is like, wow, we're getting in deep. Yeah. Here, right. Right. But here's the thing the Alice in Wonderland syndrome, you'll get a real bad headache. And then uh-huh. the next thing you know, the whole room starts getting really, really small or really, really big. Uh huh. And then people will get really, really small and really, really big. Uh huh. Sometimes the headache doesn't have to come on, but the first time there has to be a migraine or headache and then everything starts changing. A straight line will become wavy. You Somebody will draw a straight line or a piece of paper, a line on a piece of paper, which happened to me all the time when I was in high school. The lines on paper would start to wave. Uh-huh. And I would literally start to sit back in my seat like, does anybody else see this? Because And I didn't want to say anything because I thought they would think it was crazy. But there was a lot of, there's a lot of stuff with it. Um, then you'll be sitting, you can just, be perfectly calm and all of a sudden you'll look down and your right hand, your left hand will be four times bigger than your right hand. Right. And it not really treatable. Sometimes it can be brought on by brain infections. Sometimes it can't, but trauma is the main reason. So what, so how does it affect you in your life? Your complete and total depth perception is off. Is it, is it, does it just hit sporadically when stress happens or no stress or just comes and goes and sometimes it can just disappear. Yep. Um, I know, but it messes with, it's not just video, audio, everything. It, any of your senses, all of your senses, it basically takes and goes and just twists and makes it. And so we'll see a lot of times children will have this happen to them and they'll outgrow it, but, or sometimes later on in their life, it will attack them again. I was actually reading about a case. Do people ever live in it continually? They can. Right. But that's really unlikely. Um, is what it said. The thing is, I don't think it's unlikely. I just think people don't like talking about it. There's so much we could say about perception. I mean, we, we talk about social perception, self-perception, mm-hmm. um, uh, mental perception that uh, that mm-hmm. has, has caught disorders and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Did I just spit on you? Just a little noise okay. in the eyeball. When you, you know, it can't help it. Yeah. Perception. Uh, one of the things that we want to talk about when people have display, it's called dysplasia. What's it called? The self. Dysmorphia. Dysmorphia. I don't know why I want to say dysplasia dysmorphia a lot of times that's brought on by trauma as, yeah as, especially if it's a physical or sexual attack on a child verbal uh um, yeah any type of physical or mental abuse on a child they'll have yeah. uh, a lot of uh, verbal or, or abandonment really yeah. can bring that on and that's where again that's where the child or the and the adult will see their self as a hideous person now a lot and also our society gives us the perception of that you have to be sexy hot beautiful uh, you have to look this way to get this guy or this way to get this girl. Mm-hmm. And anything outside of that is unattractive. Anything outside of that is our perce- the perception that is spoon fed to mm-hmm. uh, us through TV, radio, what have you, magazines, is that you have to either have perfectly straight hair or the perfect curls, the perfect makeup, the perfect chest and butt and legs and you know, it's changed a little bit, but still what they consider plus size models is what I would love to be. <laughs> what what the what the world considers plus size models, we consider that's like a normal looking person. So and and that's perception. That is a perception. A size 12 to 14 is considered a plus size model, but the reality is most of Americans are 
or 14 to 18. Yeah. And so the, so the perception that is fed to everyone is that you are to be a size two when the reality is most people are size 14 to 18. And so that our minds don't comprehend when we see most people being this way, but we're spoon fed. You're supposed to be this way and it can cause a self hatred. And when we have self hatred, then we start hating everyone else. And that's when we start attacking everyone else, putting everyone else down and, and we have that root of bitterness that grows in us. And you've heard of us talk about it before. If you've ever listened to any of our shows out of the root of bitterness grows gossip and hate and you tear down yourself and you tear down everyone else's life around you. This can be overcome. Absolutely. And I, I do have to tell you, body positivity, you know, is a really great movement. And I think it's a wonderful yes, thing. Yes, it is. It is still, I'm not skinny um, by any means, but I'm not <clears throat> whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm You're thick. you. Yeah. So the... I see women doing the body positivity sometimes. And I'm like, good night, cover it up. Because it's just, you, that's your first instinct still. Because I, right, because that's we, what we're talking about. But we're, then the I perception myself, is, yeah. right. The perception is that if you're overweight and you're showing yourself, yeah. we're like, oh my God, I can't believe that somebody that's a 20 or 22 is in a, a bikini. Because we've been taught that only little people are allowed to do that. Yeah. So we have to retrain ourselves to go. That's what I was going to say. This is a human being. Mm -hmm. They have the right to wear what they want. If they feel beautiful in it, that's all that matters. We don't have to. We, your perception was told. I agree. That yeah. that was beautiful or that was not beautiful. Well, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is I have to make myself not have it. When it first came out, when, the, right. when it first started, I was like, I kind of shocked. And I can't remember I came to you and I was like, you checking this stuff? I don't even know what's going on with my phone. And then you're like, yeah. And then we started talking. We started looking into it. And now when I see things, because that's still, you know, news feeds, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, that'll come up. And I'm like, man, that and I'll share it now because right. that needs to be shared. Well, and, that know, needs to be pushed. And I'll tell you one thing that was said to me not too long ago. I had a favorite pair of jeans and I was like on it right between because I have thick legs my legs rub when I walk right I was like on it man I knew I didn't have much longer with these jeans this darn fat legs got me again uh -huh. and my boyfriend not that he's like a god or anything but he is he's wonderful he said uh you mean your beautiful legs don't ever say that again and I was I just kind of stopped and I actually got teary out for a second because that's a part of me that I don't like and I, well, I did, did I wasn't, like. I didn't like, and I was like, hmm. And he was like, don't change your legs at all. For the love of God, don't change your legs. That's one of my favorite parts of you. And he kept walking and doing whatever he was doing. And I just kind of stood there in shock. And I think I called you and I was like, mom, he loves me no matter what. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's so and, important. And sometimes it does take somebody else to point out the beauty within yeah. us. And self-love is so important. And I know it's hard. But if you can get your mind around that you've been told and you've, you've been brainwashed to and to perceive that orange is orange and, you, and circle is a circle and a square is a square and skinny is beautiful and fat is ugly and 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 a hippie is bad and a gypsy is evil and a businessman is a good person. And if you go to church, you're the righteous one. If you don't go to church, you're the evil one. If you all these are perceptions that are taught, but this, I'll tell you a story. One time I had been in a, a, a car wreck and a girl had sideswiped me and she had kept going and it was pouring the rain and Mamie was just a toddler. She was uh, two years old and mm -hmm. um, I was had it broke my tailbone and I was trying to get Mamie out of the car. I was terrified and all these people with their Christian symbols. I, now, remember, we follow Christ. So I'm not putting down cross followers. I'm talking about the, the good little Christians kept, they drove by with here. I am saying with a two year old in the rain in much pain and they were driving by and everyone had their little symbols of their, you know, their fish with Jesus written the in local it. Christian but, radio station yeah, going on the, that. Yeah. The, uh, on the by passing me by standing there, this car pulled up and I don't know that there was any part of this girl's face. that wasn't pierced. The guy had tattoos all over him. They had the coexist symbols and everything. 
And they got out and they comforted me. They tried to help me. They called help for me because at that time I didn't have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. They did everything they could for me. Super nice people. God taught me, my father, Yahweh, Yahshua, Elohim was there that day. And they taught me that day is when my eyes were open bigger than I've ever. I've always accepted Tesno's people no matter what. But that day opened me more than ever to the reality of uh, don't read a book by its cover and accept people and the love that they have to have to offer. And then, and, and look at the people for who they are. Yeah. It, your, your job is not to, to judge someone's salvation or someone's soul. Your job when it says, um, you know, judge them and know them by the fruits they bear is to know whether you're in danger or not. That's it. That's all you're supposed to know is whether you're in danger or not. It's not your job to judge anything. And and to remove the perception of what you've been taught and realize you're doing dealing human on human and 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 deal with that. And and you can evaluate the evil if a person is truly evil once you get past the outward perception yeah. because some of the most evil people I have ever met in my life were dressed in Sunday go to meeting clothes. And some of the most kind people I've ever met were on a Harley and they weren't a part of a Christian biker club either. They were on a Harley or they were, uh, you know, some rough looking, some, some rough, what, what the perception of rough looking was. So how do we fix this in ourselves? Well, we start with us. We have to start with us. Yeah, absolutely. And what we have to do is begin to love ourselves. Well, how do we do that? Well, we have to start with forgiving ourselves, first of all, for being such jackasses and hating so much. Yes. And then we got to take the daggone gossip out of our mouth. Yeah. And we got we have to remove that 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 spirit of gossip. That bitter and that spirit, bitterness yeah. out when we see people that are being and living and do the things that we want to and and be honest with ourselves and say they are doing and living the life that I want to. Or maybe they're doing things I don't understand. So instead of talking about them, I'm going to research or I'm going to talk to them. And I may never agree with them, but I'm not going to down them or make lies up about them. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Now, if it is someone causing harm to someone, then then don't go around gossiping. Contact the authorities or do whatever those necessary things are. I've heard people make up rumors about somebody being a child molester or, or pedophile, you know, and, and nothing could be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. If you think that's true, then you contact the authorities. But to destroy people's uh, lives because of your perception yeah. is evil and it will come back and it will eat your freaking face off. And it should. Well, it should. you know, when you, I don't know if you remember this, on Sundays after church, because uh-huh. the way I dress, I dress, I used to dress a lot more wilder than I do now. I toned it down once I became a mother. But uh-huh. Um, we would walk down the grocery aisle and I would have on like a tie-dyed shirt and right. a long skirt. You would tell me, go ahead and walk ahead of me. And I'd be like, okay. You'd be like, go down there and get something. I knew what you were doing, but there would be like a mother and a daughter or mother and a child. And the child would look at me because they would see the light of God in me right. and wave at me. And I'd go, hi. And I would wave and their mother would pull them away. Like I was just like, I had the mark of the beast on me. Right. Like you were a dirty gypsy. Yeah. And and that's something you would watch, and then you would walk up in your in your air about you and everything, and say that's my daughter. And they would literally like cow down, like because I'm intimidating. Not just that, but I think that they also real like met you on a. Some of them didn't care, but they would cow because of that mothering thing. And that's something that when you know when you you said something mean or treated somebody in a way that you know was not I right, will call people out on that that's true but right. but when for instance when I've done something or treated somebody in a way oh gosh I know I, it's not right I hurt all over right. so there has to be some kind of <clears throat> realization there and you can't you, get you can't realize that though till you realize it yeah, within you have to realize it within, within yourself. yourself and and you have to start within yourself and and you have to start getting the gossip out of your out of your life and 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 removing the magazines re- realizing that it is a brainwashing that you have been told over and over again that is an evil lie that things are to be this way that this is the world that was created for us that is not real you are all individuals we are all not going to be cookie cutter we're all not going to look the same and embrace and love this one life why waste this one life on other people's ideas of what your life should be i 
I have never understood that. I have always fought against that. And I guess that's why the world has come against me. The people I went to school with, the people I, I've grown up and, and, and been an adult with, because I cannot and will never understand what their business is in my life. So I go against that. And this is my one life to live the way I perceive in my journey with God and, and people. And I love who I am. I'm not always because I have at times bought into the perception of other people. But finally, God shook me and said, no, remember who you are. And I love my hands and my legs and my feet. And that hey, I'm not against plastic surgery. If you want to get mm -mm. plastic surgery to do whatever, then then do that. Do whatever it is that you need to do. But the um, lip filler didn't hurt nobody. Oh gosh, Tess and I tried one time to get lip filler, and our bodies absorbed it, I and know. it liked to kill both. I think of God us. was trying to tell us, you know. But be who you have to be, and um, and 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 heal yourself. Start with healing yourself and loving yourself, and 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 once you love yourself, you can walk uh, into this world freely, and you can. Not have so much condemnation for other people. Absolutely. And and when when you start loving yourself, you'll love other people freer. You'll reach out to other people. You will set other people free, and you'll be able to teach this. The the until you learn to love yourself, they asked Christ. They said, "What is the most important commandment?" And he said, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your being." And the second is the same as the first, and they all hinge on this, and that is love your neighbor as yourself. And basically what that is saying is you can't love me, God, Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can't love your neighbor, which is uh, your family, your children, Everyone everybody around, around you, you, until you can love them as yourself. And most of us hate ourselves. So we have to get rid of this obsession and get rid of the evil and the darkness that takes our love for self away from us. And learn to love ourselves and accept ourselves, and not listen to the lies that Satan and evil and the earth has put before us, telling us this this brainwashing that this is the the perception we have to be, and we and 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 start living this life correctly, guys. And when you do, and you start accepting who you are, then you will be able to love God. You will be able to, on your journey, you will be able to love everyone in your life better. And then you won't have that condemning tongue on everyone that puts them into that perception of what you think they should be. Uh, and and uh, so uh, do you think it can be healed? Oh, yes, yes it can it be can. healed. And if you need help with that, we, the Mountain Gypsies, can help you. We can. Absolutely. We believe in the laying on of hands. That's what we do. We heal with our hands yeah. connected to Yahweh, Yahshua, and Elohim. We do what's called mountain magic. And it magic doesn't mean magic like hoobity jubity. It means that we are the wise women and men of God. And he works through us through the golden light. And yeah, he's given us gifts to do that with. And there's plenty of us mountain gypsies out there. You can connect to one of us at one of the events. Or you can find them probably close to a town you're in. So we will do our best to get to you. You can get to us yep. if you want it bad enough. So there is healing for this lie that evil has presented to you about other people. Remember, the opposite is that true, of uh, that is as true as well. As just because you perceive people that are good as um or that look evil, that look all dirty and stuff as being good, don't think just because somebody looks good and and perfect that they're good. That that's that can be the most deceiving of Usually all is Satan appears as an angel of light, Absolutely. right, Tess? Absolutely. And in in our study of things, and of, not just of things, just of people and of life and things, we have seen that over and over. Uh -huh. And it it never ceases to amaze us that that's always what it is. And, you know, my one of my favorite things, and our my great-grandmother, your grandmother, was doing this up until she passed away. But he, they would, you know, talk about love relationships and things like that. But he looked so wonderful, and he was so wonderful, and he was so great. Yeah. But it's not what you believe. It's not right. what you see. Seeing sometimes it, it's something that's too good to be true. Exactly, it is too that's good to I be true. For. So, so guys, remember perception mm -hmm. of what you see in somebody. Take the time to get to know the person. Don't go by titles. Don't go by just because you know you know the story about the preacher that dresses up like the homeless guy and goes sits yeah. in the church and nobody wants to sit by him because he's stinky and mm -hmm. they keep waiting for the minister to get up to preach and he doesn't show and then all of a sudden he stands up takes off the hat and it's the actual minister yeah. you know i mean 
so, and then the church is like, oh, we're so bad. Well, you know, we're all like that. You have, you want to change. You've got to start with you. Remember when you look in that mirror, are you really seeing the evil that's within your heart or is, or is demonic lying to you and putting a facade and blocking the light? And you only, you can answer that. Only you can answer that because you know your heart. You know who you are. You know if you're full of love, if you're full of bitterness and hate and gossip. You know when you're gossiping. Mm -hmm. You know when you're destroying and tearing down people. Yeah. And if you have a gossiping tongue, it will come back and it will choke you. I promise you. You'll choke on that tongue. So let's try to be better people. Let's try to walk in what is right, true, good, and pure. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Have a wonderful day. And not. Yes. What do you think about that? I think that that's great. I feel like I got a little sweaty right there towards the end. <laughs> I feel my perception's off today, sister. So we love you guys. You know what? What? I had another run in with perception. Oh, okay. All right. I, would, to I this, thought we were done. Week, we're not done. Go we ahead. Have, just we have like five more minutes before okay. we. This week. Some, uh, there's a bright orange light yeah. that keeps coming through the house. What is yeah, that? I don't know. Okay. There's, uh, I think it's connected to that thing I saw. Okay. There. Maybe not. I think this is good. I don't know. Okay. I got to work on it in a second. This week, uh -huh. I called you. Yeah. Furious because my child had been yelled at at a dentist office. Oh, yes. My child was tuned out playing with an electronic. Mm -hmm. But someone said something that was furthest from the truth and insane. Um, and... It was their perception. I was very happy to make them realize that their perception was wrong. was way off. Their perception was wrong, and uh, I, I chose to try to calm down. Yes, you did, and it's a good thing I wasn't there because sometimes my perception gets a little out of whack because I'm still. Human. I like to call this this fist perception. <laughs> I, it gets it's crazy. hard to keep your perception in order when somebody mm. attacks your child. But we have to, and you did very well, and I'm very proud of you, Tess. I'm very proud of you. It did help that my ex-husband come in and escort me out. Yeah, it, it he did. Was a little worried. But when people attack your children, it's really tough. But anyway, you're. I'm, I'm very. Well, I, in all honesty, I learned it from my mom. Yeah. And and that's that's what I'm getting to. We work from love, right? And it's it's it doesn't matter if it's our child or somebody else's. Right. It was it wasn't just my child. I was defending with my comments. We hope this will help you. Yeah, I hope this helps you. I hope you put this into play into your life and that you actually use this to make a change in you as a person. It's not this is not easy. You're going to have to face who you are and you're going to have to face the words and your actions and your deeds. And you're going to have to step out of that spirit of religion and that spirit of I'm more important than anyone else. Can you do that? That's your challenge for the week. Can you be a better person? Love you guys. And we will see you next Wednesday. Woohoo! Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm.